Hi, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to a profitable, sustainable, but most importantly, enjoyable language education business. And why would you care to do that, to build a business like that? Because there's literally no other way. The language education market is in a bizarre state. Companies making millions in profit, yet paying teachers peanuts. Native speakerism is still way too powerful. And finally, the students are bored of the same old formats and messaging telling them to speak like a native. I'm here to shake things up, to educate and motivate a community of teachers who have the courage to build businesses and teach the language on their own terms, both solo or in their own language schools, and have a positive impact on their students and the world. Because teachers are superheroes. Let's claim it today. Let's talk about money in your language school. I know you didn't start this whole project or your language school to become a millionaire. Nobody really does in the language education market. But money is important. Money is important for your school to survive. But also, it can help it thrive, build a lovely community where everybody grows, everybody benefits, including you, your team, and the people, your customers that you serve. So in this episode, I'm going to ask you a few questions and give you a few tips on how to make sure that your language school is profitable. If you don't know me, my name is Ola Kowalska, and I'm a business coach for language teachers and language school owners who want to take their businesses to the next level. So if you're new here, welcome, and you're going to find tons of tips, inspiration and motivation and my positive energy, because I'm full of that as well, uh, always, um, to make your business work for you and work for your clients, because language is important. It can be profitable. We just have to think about it a bit more strategically. So as I said at the beginning, you may, money may not be on your mind always, right? You may be worrying about surviving. You may be worrying about getting new clients. But is your language school actually profitable? I wonder if you run any sort of reports or if you uh, even have some any sort of a spreadsheet that tells you whether um, your school is making profit monthly, quarterly or annually. What is your budget? What are your expenses? What do you spend money on? Usually in a language school, and that's my experience from working for big language schools, they say that the profit margins are usually low. And this is because in the language school model, you business model, you have to pay quite a lot for, for that human labor, for teachers who work for you. And teachers' work is not cheap, even if somebody pays them peanuts, which is uh, how a lot of dodgy language schools behave. They try to cut cost on saving on paying teachers, which is probably the worst thing that they, they can do. Because as we all know, teachers are the heart, the core of a language school. Um, this is, this is something that is genuinely inevitable. So in order for your language school to be profitable, you need to be thinking ahead about those problems. Yes, you need to accept that it's not one of those things where you probably will not easily become a millionaire. I think you can if you wanted to. I definitely know people, know people who are doing really well in this space and who run really successful 
um, businesses. But again, let's be honest, the priorities are usually um, a bit different. So what I wanted to tell you is when you're thinking about profitability in your school and your numbers, you need to start by thinking about what your expenses are. So expenses start with how much you pay your teachers. And I know that you probably, a lot of language school owners that I talk um, to mention to me that they are not fully happy yet with how much they pay their teachers. A lot of people that I work with are, are just really good people. They really care. They don't just want to, you know, pay as little as possible. They want to create a great working environment for their teams. And I bet you're one of them too. So when you're thinking about money, you need to be thinking about how much you would want to pay your team. The next thing is how much you'd want to pay yourself. Because staying stuck in a glorified administrative kind of role and you being basically your own secretary is not ideal. You are going to burn out. You're always going to feel anxious about how the school is going to survive the next year, the next term or whatever. So think, start with those numbers. Start with the numbers that you actually want to achieve. And it doesn't have to be a fortune that you're making. What is the minimal salary that you would like to be taking out of your business? If you're not taking salary out of your business, then what number could you start with? And then how much to pay your teachers? The next thing will be your expenses that are to do with running your school day to day. So for a brick and mortar school, they will be different compared to an online school. An online school probably costs a little bit less. You still have to pay teachers. You still have to pay, um, pay for a labor. Let's say I know it sounds awful, but that's, that's what it is. Um, however, it's, it's, it's not that it's, let's, let's be honest. You can still have a profitable school, even if it is a brick and mortar school, even if you have to pay rent on premises and things like that. But, it requires planning. It, for example, so one of the problems that a lot of uh, school owners have is that they believe that the ceiling, the financial ceiling, is how much all the other schools in their area, in their town, in their country charge for lessons. And it might be one of the things that is stopping you from making your school profitable because you think nobody is going to pay, right? And yes, while I believe this, there is some truth in it. There is some truth that there is a certain ceiling beyond which it will be very hard to sell anything. Um, there are ways in which you can definitely make more. It all comes down to your school being unique enough, having a, a unique enough offer and working with a specific target audience. Because the more people feel that the school is helping them with a specific problem that they have, not just doing what everybody else is doing, the more they are willing to pay more, the more they are willing to pay premium prices. So you also have to start seeing your business not through the prism of language. You have to see it through the prism of you being responsible, financially responsible for your future and your team's future. Because opening a language school is a big responsibility. I'm not saying that 
to, to, I'm not saying this to scare you or to make you feel bad about what you've been doing. It's about you taking accountability and, and becoming aware of what you actually need to be focusing on. And profitability is one of those things because even if you, uh, made tons of revenue, so have lots of clients, if your cost of running your school is high, then nobody is going to be happy. So you need to be thinking about all those numbers together, starting with your ideal salary, how much you're going to pay your team, what your other uh, expenses are, and only then thinking about adjusting or setting your prices. So this is one thing, um, like the, the numbers game, the, 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 let's say the, the practical side of it, but there is obviously also your own role and your own identity there. What I notice time and time again with language school owners is that unfortunately, a lot of them are not taking their CEO role because basically they are CEOs of this, of this enterprise seriously enough. They still think that they can wear a hundred hats, that they can do many roles just because they can't afford to, um, hire anybody else. I think that you can only do things in this way for a limited time. This and the fact that you're running out of time to figure things out might be manifesting in you being stressed, burnt out, uh, feeling like you don't know what you're doing, feeling like, you know, feeling a bit helpless or hopeless and feeling like you, you actually don't know, like I might be telling you, you should be hiring staff to help you, but you're, you, you might be laughing at me or, or maybe even getting angry. These are signs that you're running out of time. You're running out of time to figure it out because if you don't figure it out, it's not only the school that is at risk. And no matter how big your school is, probably the bigger, the more, um, the more serious those problems are. Because again, you've got responsibility towards those people that you hired, but also you've got responsibility towards the clients that you serve. Especially if you run a school in more of a cyclical kind of like a annual on annual basis. It would be very hard to suddenly say that you're shutting down. Obviously, no, nothing like that is going to happen. But not taking those issues seriously can cause that. And I think as a, as an, as a, as the owner, it is your role to carry that with you and to anticipate problems, to plan, to price, to track your expenses, to track your profits so that you can avoid that. So this is one more argument um, against doing too much in your school. If you're still teaching, if you're still doing everything, all the admin tasks in your school, then you are genuinely putting your school at risk. You are, there are big picture thinking items that you need to be occupied with, preoccupied with, or thinking about on a daily that are not to do with the delivery of what your school delivers. Yes, you will be overlooking the quality of lessons. You will be overlooking the courses, the offers. You are kind of the mastermind behind all of this, but you cannot be in it because when you're in it, you can't see what's outside. You can't see your school as a whole. 
And if there is no person who sees the school as a whole, then the school is at risk. You're, you're as captain, you need to be seeing it from all the perspectives rather than from the inside. So what that might mean to you is you stepping away a little bit, delegating more, but also investing, investing and being around people who are in the same shoes as you. So for example, collaborating with others, signing up to a mastermind with other people who are also CEOs, who are also bosses, managers, and who have a school and and a business to run that also has other people and few different operations. It is different from being a solopreneur, from being your own boss, because the responsibility is a bit heavier. And again, stepping away and having that, 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 that overview is going to help you run your school more effectively and, and make sure that it thrives, not just survives. Because survival, it's like nobody wants that. Nobody just wants to survive. Nobody just wants to be like, eh, well, it's okay. It's a way to make money. And I bet you didn't plan for it, for it to be just a way to make money. You planned for it to be a place where people can feel good. They can reach their goals. They can grow. And that includes both your team and the clients that you serve, the kids or the adults or whoever else you work with. So think about it. Just have that reflection around it. How serious are you about planning, anticipating and tracking your finances? How kind of distanced are you from your school to be able to see changes, patterns, things that work or don't work? Or are you only going through the motions of, okay, September campaign, we're going to sign up as many students. And then you just basically are so busy doing things inside, putting up fires that it's, that you, that you lose that view. You cannot lose the view because there's nobody else to do it, right? I know this is a little bit of tough love, but making sure that your school is profitable will not only, this is not like the goal in itself is not to make more money because I know that's not what you want. It's to have a community hub, to have a wonderful place of growth, of positivity, of where people get like kind of, you know, where, where love, where, where being a bit of a language nerd or, or like this, this passion for languages can get spread, right? And that place needs direction and a director or a captain, right? Without that, it cannot run itself. It's not automated. There, if there are people involved, it needs to be overlooked, not looked into and micromanaged, but overlooked. So that's, that's that other side of this prob- problem. So I would absolutely love to hear from you how, what kind of monetary financial challenges have you had in your business? Do you still think that having more clients would solve that? Do you still think that not hiring staff would solve your financial problems? Do you still think that 
If only you were better at marketing, you would solve that. None of these are usually true. So I wonder what's going on in your head at the moment. Please feel free to reach out uh, to my email at hello at onakowalska.com. Please, uh, or write me a message on social media, Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn. And just let me know, where are you when it comes to thinking strategically about your language school? Because I really want to help. And as I mentioned before, there is a new program coming for fearless language school owners who know that there are still areas that they could work on, areas of marketing, of um, customers, of uh, financial planning, of um, managing your team. And you, your role as a CEO, if you know that these are the things that you would like to work on, and if you want to be in the company of people who are in the same boat as you, who are also running a ship, but sometimes get lost and confused, then Limitless is definitely for you. So please let me know if you're interested, reach out, and I'll be happy to chat to you about this wonderful six-month mastermind. All righty, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. There will be more episodes um, focused on language schools. Uh, so please share them with your friends, with your, with your community and with your fellow language school owners. Otherwise, if you have any requests for um, new episodes, um, I'm here. Let me know and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. You know what, teacher? I'm so proud of you. If you're listening to this, you are ready for a change. Whether it is to quit hassling for peanuts or working with other people who don't respect you, I know you've got it in you and my podcast is here to help you do that weekly. To be reminded of new episodes, sign up to my newsletter. It's in the show notes. You'll also receive lots of tips, support and special offers. I'm committed to supporting you also via my coaching programs and courses. You can work with me in my flagship programs the Rocket Takeoff or the Rocket Accelerator. The Rocket Takeoff will take you off the one-to-one teaching hamster wheel to more peace and more well-paying students. The Rocket Accelerator will help you finally launch a group class that will be perfect for students that are a joy to work with and so you can leverage your time and do what you love while having space to breathe or read another self-development book. If you're a language school owner, I've got things on offer for you too. Simply go to my website, olakowalska.com to check them out. Finally, please share this podcast with your teacher friends, rate it and subscribe. I'm your biggest cheerleader. See you next time.